0: It has been a wild year for AI companies. AI is what everyone is talking about, in boardrooms and in living rooms. In the public market where AI darlings like NVIDIA have soared 200%. Shares of NVIDIA hitting new all-time highs, and its market cap topping a trillion dollars for the first time ever but even more so in the private markets, where one in every $4 invested in a startup is going to an AI-related company.
2: AI has been this buzzword that pushes every company forward.
0: It's sending valuations for those startups skyrocketing, tripling, or even quintupling in just a matter of months. I've lived through a few bubbles. We like to describe these moments as super cycles, right? The internet, mobile, cloud computing, and now AI. Um, they're the start of these things that are going to be profoundly impactful in our lives. But at those moments, you can also have overhype and overprice. This week on Tech Jack, the AI flesh out. Which startups might finally face the music? OpenAI is the startup behind ChatGPT that has taken the technology landscape by storm. It's now reportedly looking to sell shares at a $90 billion valuation. Of all the buzzy AI startups, it might actually be the most worthy of its attention. It was first on the scene, founded in 2015, and arguably kickstarted this year of AI hype by showcasing the power of its free consumer chatbot, ChatGPT. In April, it picked up more than $300 million in funding from backers like Sequoia Capital, Andreessen Horowitz, and Thrive, on top of a massive $10 billion investment from Microsoft in January. It is a company with actual products, revenue, customers, and a brand name that people now know. But take a step back, and a $90 billion price tag, that is eye-popping by almost any standard. It is a tripling of its valuation from less than six months ago and makes it more expensive than the biggest tech companies in the world.
1: Threefold increase in valuation. It just raises the question yet again as to whether some of these stocks, maybe not all, are in a bubble.
0: The Wall Street Journal reports that OpenAI is expecting to reach a billion dollars in revenue this year, which means investors would be paying $90 on every dollar of revenue, giving it a valuation of 90 times sales. Nvidia, the AI leader, posted $27 billion in revenue in its last fiscal year. It's profitable, it can't make enough chips to keep up with demand, and it has soared 200% this year. But its valuation to sales multiple still clocks in at just a fraction of OpenAI's at 19 times. Microsoft, which owns 49% of OpenAI, is at a near 10 times valuation to sales multiple. And these are the stocks that have carried the broader markets this year, so it's hard to argue that they're cheap.
2: Open AI is the mood of the moment. If they catch that wave, they could get a 90 billion. Would I pay 90 billion? Not in this universe. But could there be people who pay 90 billion to make money? Absolutely. Because you can flip it to somebody else if the mood remains.
0: Anthropic is another example. It makes the chatbot rival to ChatGPT called Claude, with a focus on safety. Really, with Claude 2, a lot of what we were aiming to do was, you know, make fundamental progress on, uh, you know, issues around honesty and reliability, around, uh, you know, harmlessness of the text that it outputs, and around helpfulness of really being able to answer questions that uh, businesses and consumers might have. Amazon had announced it would invest up to four billion dollars in the AI company as part of a larger sales and product partnership. Less than a week later, the company is reportedly looking to raise another $2 billion at a valuation of $20 to $30 billion. That would quintuple its valuation since March and put it two to three times higher than that of OpenAI. The information reports that Google, which bought a roughly 10% equity ownership stake last year, will give Anthropic more money this round, raising questions about how the startup plans to split its allegiance between two mega-cap rivals. For those keeping score, Microsoft's forward-looking sales multiple stands at about 10 times, NVIDIA at 17, OpenAI at about 90, and Anthropic at 200 times sales. This is a company with less buzz, less market share, and less of a consumer brand. So, private AI companies are getting a pass, but if history is any indication, many of them and their investors should prepare for a reckoning. During the height of the dot-com bubble in 1999, the sales multiple for some of the biggest tech companies of the era reached similar highs. Qualcomm's price shot up to 120 times this last 12 months of sales in March 2000 before crashing to about 15 times just three months later. Amazon also approached those levels with its price to sales reaching 66 times in November of 99 before tumbling down to just three and a half times one year later. The difference is that they were already public companies, so the flesh out happened in front of the eyes of ordinary investors. What's different about today's dynamic the AI reckoning will likely happen in private and it could be swifter.
2: I wouldn't be surprised if the AI reckoning came in. I call this the bar mitzvah moment, where people say, well, that was nice, it was a great buzz, but where's the beef? Where is all the stuff you promised me? And I think those moments are coming sooner in a movement. Uh, you know, it happened very quickly with the metaverse. Look at how quickly the metaverse went from, a hey, great buzz to Facebook collapsing because it talked about the metaverse. So I have a feeling that the reckoning is going to come from AI. Doesn't mean that every AI company is going to go to zero, but it does mean there's going to be a shakeout here.
0: The last point about these valuations, they also involve funky governance structures. When Facebook and Google went public, the founders were issued special shares that had vastly more voting power, effectively guaranteeing that executives like Mark Zuckerberg, Sergey Brin and Larry Page would control their companies in perpetuity. Now, the current wave of startups have agreements where its investors returns are capped at certain percentages. If it becomes a trillion dollar company, its current investors won't see all of that upside. Founder Sam Altman has also structured the company in an unorthodox way. It's a nonprofit organization that oversees his cap profit business. Anthropic has similar quirks. An independent five person committee can hire and fire the company's board. Private companies like OpenAI and Anthropic, they don't have the ruthless price discovery that happens every day to publicly traded stocks. When stocks dropped sharply in 2022, particularly high growth in recent IPOs, private companies could just bury their head in the sand, pretend their valuations weren't also falling. Unless it needed to go out and into the market and raise money, there was no event that caused a startup to its valuation. Eventually, though the cash runs dry or employees complain that they're being paid in bloated stock, so the company reprices. We saw that with Instacart before it IPO'd.
1: We felt that um, it was really important to give our employees liquidity. As you know, this IPO is not about raising money for us. It's really about making sure that our employees can uh, have liquidity on, on the stock that they work very hard for. But
0: what happens when OpenAI or Anthropic are able to stay private, but they can also keep raising money? Nvidia, Microsoft, Google, Salesforce, and Amazon, they seem happy to pour money into these companies. After all, those startups end up becoming their customers. Not to mention the deep pockets of VCs, sovereign wealth funds, and private equity, all looking to get into the generative AI hype cycle. It means that ordinary investors and even large institutions don't get significant access to these companies until later. In the past, the best companies went public. If you were disciplined and you could get in shape for an IPO, that was a sign that you were cream of the crop. Now, not so much.
1: Look, I'm a huge believer in venture capital. That's, you know, my profession. We do it at an early stage, seeding companies from zero and, and hopefully delivering some big returns as we have. I just think we've got to live through an interesting period where, especially late stage capital, the funds have gotten so big. What we've seen is this, they're competing with the public market. So the best companies, they keep private, because why not put more of their own money into them? And we've seen this this continued march from Chamath Spacks on through of IPOing all the trash. And it's not surprising we get a little bit of lack of trust here. Historically, the private markets for capital were small. The IPO was the destination, right? And in that world, they served a really useful purpose, kind of pulling companies along until they were big enough and in a good place to IPO. What we've seen though is that the private markets and private market capital, have gotten so big that why not take a Stripe or a Canva or any of the really high quality private companies and keep them private basically forever, keep doubling down on more of them. And then what gets IPO? What gets IPO is the, you know, it is the Virgin Galactics via a SPAC from Chamath, you know, putting trash out in the market. It is the BuzzFeeds, you know, the Blue Aprons, the Rent the Runways, all these companies that, they were fine shots on goal, but they weren't great companies, right? Um, but if you tell the public markets over and over, this is the product we're offering, At some point, if you're a retail investor, you say, why would I bother, right? You know, this is clearly an adverse selection problem.
0: That's a provocative idea from Sam Lesson, a noted VC. If there's a reckoning happening, it's not in the stock market. Startups are seeing huge swings in price, quintupling their valuation, slashing, burning, and failing. But it's all happening in private without the charts of stock prices and hits to the S&P 500. It's all opaque, and it's all behind the scenes. Sam Lesson suggests that this may not be temporary. It could be the new permanent status quo. Generative AI may be the next great technological wave, the new iPhone, the new railroad, but these huge pools of private capital may be the next great wave in the capital markets and the actual business models that make it all possible. This podcast is supported by FedEx. Dear small and medium businesses,